today's podcast and video. Today I've got Chris Eyre with me, who is an RE or RS, I'm not sure what you call it, Chris. Happy with both. Happy with both. Um, So religious education or religious studies teacher, and he's an expert on um, both GCSE and A-level. Um, He's going to be talking to us today about how to revise GCSE RE in anticipation of the masterclass that we're holding on the 3rd of January. Um, And this masterclass is um, going to be a deep dive on all of the things that we're going to cover in today's podcast. So we're going to be talking about understanding the exam specification, understanding the different assessment objectives, Um, looking at detailed examples of how to answer questions so that you really understand what the examiners need to see to give you the marks. So have a listen today to what Chris has to say and see if you think this will be helpful for you. And the link to sign up will be beneath wherever you're watching or listening to this video and podcast. Okay, Chris, welcome back to the School Success Formula. Uh, Thanks, Lucy. Thanks Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here again. I know lots of students have really valued what you shared in the RS A level masterclass that we had in the club. I think it was back in September. It seems a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've said how useful that was. So I'm really looking forward to today's podcast and um, the subsequent GCSE masterclass. So, um, Chris, just remind us a little bit about your experience of teaching RE or RS whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've been a, an RS teacher and a philosophy teacher for 25 uh, years now, uh, doing uh, a lot of work at sixth form colleges and some work in, in secondary as well. So GCSE uh, and A-level and also experience as, as an examiner, uh, senior examiner at uh, GCSE and, and A-level. Um, so seen, seen quite a lot of, uh, of the good and bad of, uh, of uh, getting high grades or, or not getting high grades, as it were, at uh, GCSE. Wonderful. Thank you, Chris. So using all that experience you have, um, tell me about specifications for um RE, GCSE, specifications are so important for every subject, but what do we really need to look out for at GCSE? I think that I think the religious studies specifications for for GCSE are are, are quite different, so different exam boards do do different things, um, and and it's really worth um, getting acquainted with your your specification, so um, you'll be doing um, typically two religions at at GCSE, Um, I think almost everyone does Christianity as, as one of those uh, faiths uh, and then a, another faith as well and there will be a perspectives or an issues paper or in some cases uh, more than one issues paper so it's a matter of knowing um, what does my specification look like what will my final exams be how long will they be what are the styles of questions um, that, that, that I'm uh, going to expect on that paper um, because that they, they they all look so different. We can briefly go into this in the masterclass, but it, it does uh, take a while to, to go through. But 
Um, having a look particularly at what the topics are, what the keywords, what the key phrases are, um, mm. because that is what the examiners are testing. Uh, if, if it's on the specification, um, they can reasonably expect you to have knowledge and understanding of it. So important to, to spend some time or to ask your, your teacher to, uh, to take you through that specification so you know exactly what's there. Yeah, because it's the prime source, isn't it? It's going back to the source, if you like, of, um, you know, what can you be asked? And if it's not in there, you, can't, you basically can't be asked it, can you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's your tick list, it's your checklist that you've covered everything that you need to know. Um, but you did say to me before we started recording that, that some of the GCSE RE specifications have changed a bit. Um, so what, what do people need to look out for there? Um, the, the changes essentially are, are around um, what we call the assessment objectives. So the assessment objectives are, these are the things that examiners are looking for. So typically assessment objective one, AO1, is your knowledge and understanding. And uh, we'll, we'll go into more detail on exactly what that looks like and the, and the masterclass. Uh, and AO2 is argument and evaluation. So, so there, there's, those typically are, are the, the, the two things that are being looked for. There have been some slight changes by some of the boards in terms of what they're testing on different questions. So, for instance, OCR um, used to have split questions, six mark questions, where there was two for AO1 and four for AO2. Uh, they've simplified so that on one paper it's AO1 and on another paper it's AO2. There's some slight changes with AQA as well. It's nothing massive or anything to get stressed about, but it's well worth having a heads up so that you know when you're in the exam, is this an AO1 or is this an AO2 question? What are examiners looking for? Exactly. And that brings us on really to the format of the exam paper. And tell us a little bit about that and how important that is to understand. Um, the format typically will have shorter questions. Um, so uh, for, for AQA, for instance, it goes 1, 2, 4, 5, 12. For OCR, it might go 3, 3, 6, 15. Um, so it, it's building up gradually. The longer question typically is the, is the AO2 question. Um, on the shorter questions, one interesting thing to, to think about is, is this a points marked question or is this a level marked question? Now, mm -hmm. some exam boards with their four, five or six mark questions are points marking. So they will say, we want three examples of, um, I don't know what a Christian might uh, understand by the idea of baptism or what, what may happen in Eucharist. And you've got to give three points which you would develop to, to get all, all the marks or some exam boards will be level marking. So they don't necessarily want three different things, but the examiner looks at your answer as a whole and says, is that good? Is it satisfactory? Is it limited? And they're looking at, at level descriptors. Now, which you, you are doing will affect how you write your answer uh, and how much time you spend on your answer, because yeah. a key thing for GCSE as well is timing. Um, and making sure you keep pace uh, through the paper and you, you don't write too much for short questions so you've got the time at the end. 
Yeah, definitely. And it, it's this understanding that, well, it helps you deliver the right kind yeah. of answer, doesn't it? And yeah. when you look at past papers, you know, you become familiar with the format of the past papers. But linking back to what you were just saying about OCR changing things slightly, it's that's going to make it really important for students to look at the most recent papers to understand the structure of the exam. Is that right? Yes, it is. Now, so, uh, most papers uh, from 2018 to 2019 will be publicly available. You can get those from, from an exam board website. Um, the papers that are the, the resit papers, effectively, mm -hmm. what we'll call them. So 2020 um, is will probably be, be secure at this stage but your teacher may have access to them. So it may be worth um, asking your teacher about the, the most recent uh, copies of the paper if they're available to them. Yeah, and they might be used for mocks and things like that, mightn't they? But Sure, um, sure. Yeah. Make sure that you've seen that 2020 paper before you go and take the exam and you understand the, the structure of it, like where the different mark questions are, whether they're level mark, whether they're point mark and all that kind of thing. Yeah really going to help you and, and exam boards um on on their um where they have their past papers will will have quite clearly these are the changes that we've got for 2020 or 2021 mm -hmm. to 22 so so they will spell that out it, it's not kept secret it, it yeah. should be pu publicly available to you yeah wonderful thank you chris so um once you know the format of the exam you've got to write your answers <laughs> so um have you got any tips for us to make um our, your written answers better and get more marks um i, I think um, part of that will come down to to your your revision so when you're you're revising um for for ao1 so you're revising for knowledge and understanding it, it's about in, ensuring that for for each thing that's in the specification you, you've got two or three specific things that you can say about that and the word specific I think is is important. So specific things that you can say about go with our earlier examples, baptism or, or Eucharist. And you can also point to differences. So one of the things that, that examiners um, are very keen to see that the, that the new GCSEs are very keen to, to, to test is that you understand that not all Christians do the same things, believe the same things, uh, uh, practice the same things not not all muslims uh, believe the same things so um awareness of differences so for each point that you've got in the spec have you got some specific things can you show different uh, perspectives or different ideas on this particularly for the slightly longer uh, questions where it would be very difficult to get full marks um, if you were just saying that all christians thought the same same way so, so it's so about having, slightly more yeah. refined and nuanced thinking yes and yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's having things that you can revise from and it might be flashcards it might be a mind map or it might be that you've got notes and then you you cover them and and, and try and write things out but whatever it is that you're doing it's can you produce um those those two or three uh, or however many things have been asked for specific things um, and, and produce them clearly and in order. Mm. And what about shorter answer questions? You know, sometimes you see young people um, 
writing very brief answers to say the, the much shorter questions but often that's not enough is it so if you've got any advice there for students it, it depends i mean the, the the very short rs questions where it's one two or three marks then then, then brevity is is actually a good thing if it mm -hmm. says uh, list three christian denominations then it, it does just three words would do it okay. um for the, the, the middling kind of answers for four, five, six mark questions, uh, the key is development. So where it's point marked, mm -hmm. um, if it says give two reasons why a Christian um, might um, think that Eucharist is important, there might be one for giving the reason. The second mark is going to be for a development, for an explanation of that reason. So the two points would, would both need um, development um, in, in order. So, so think of it as it, it needs to be two sentences rather than one for each, for each of the points. Yeah, and that's where a lot of um, students who get lower marks are falling down, isn't it? When they miss out the explanation or the why. It's like yeah. when I'm yeah. working with students, I always say, you know, what's the why? Ne never write anything without giving the why, because, you know, the examiner will just read it and say, why? <laughs> you know, I think you I think the why, I think that's a really good point with the explain type questions where we, we have these five, four, five, six mark questions where it says explain. Mm -hmm. um, you're right. The weaker answers will will list or they'll describe. Yeah. The explanation is just just that extra sentence. And this is why it is important to, to these Christians or this is why for, for Shia Muslims it's that kind of that extra sentence yeah brilliant yeah wonderful tips thanks so um what about um common mistakes that you see students making we've already hinted at one there about not it not giving the why yeah, but yeah. are there any other um common mistakes that you see I think one big weakness, if you look at examiner reports at GCSE, and, and I'd encourage people to look at examiner reports for GCSE, that, that they are publicly available. Mm -hmm. um, your, your teachers may share them with you, actually. Um, one common thing is around technical terms and subject-specific vocabulary. Mm -hmm. so, so RS um, is some degree, sometimes it feels like you're learning a new language. You, you've got a range of words um, relating to Christianity or Islam or, or, or Buddhism that, that you wouldn't typically uh, be using. And those words, particularly the words that are listed on, on the spec, the, the examiners expect you to be familiar with them. Mm -hmm. And a good short question if you're if, for examiners who write papers, one of the easiest ways of writing short questions is to ask you what different technical terms mean. Yes. Uh, and one of their common um, comments on exam reports is there are these terms that are in the spec and people don't know what they mean. And they may not always be religious uh, terms. They may be terms, if we look, we think of the themes or the issues type papers, mm -hmm. they could be terms such as cohabitation, reconciliation, or even nuclear family. So those are just three terms that looking at a couple of the recent AQA uh, examiner reports, those were terms that were shorter questions and the examiners were, were surprised that mm -hmm. few people seemed to really know what they were. Mm -hmm. uh, and we might think, well, it's only a 
two or a three mark question, but but every mark counts potentially. Yeah, because definitely. The, and the and difference between a seven and an eight is one mark ultimately yeah. at the end of the day. So if nothing else, get hold of this back and go through it and highlight all the key terms yeah. and learn them. <laughs> know what they mean. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That's really helpful. And it really helps you in the longer answer questions as well to have a confident grasp of this key terminology because you I know in geography you often have to have the be able to write using the subject terminology to access the higher levels of marks as well yes is that yes. the same in our yes yeah. yeah yeah okay um so moving on then to longer answer questions um have you got any tips for students to get higher marks in longer answer questions I think that the longer answer questions, when we've got um, these these now new GCSE, they, they feel new to us, GCSE specifications that have been around for three or four years. Um, and um, the, the two things that are noticeably different from the, the older, uh, the, the GCSEs that your, your older brothers or sisters might have done is one, um, we've hinted at the demands for specific religious knowledge, I think, is, is greater in this GCSE. Mm -hmm. uh, and secondly, um, these longer questions will require a different type of answer. So we, we were talking before um, we were recording about what we called farm answers. So in old GCSE, um, you would have a statement, 12 or 15 mark statement, um, discuss this statement and if you did farm for, against, a religious person thinks, my view is, you could probably get most of the marks quite, mm -hmm. quite easily. Now, that, that's not going to get anywhere near most of the marks in, uh, in the longer GCSEs, so in, in the new GCSEs. So it's the style of writing is more akin to a lawyer using evidence to present a case. So mm -hmm. it's not this person says that, but that person says this, and I think this. It's using the whole answer to build a case yeah. and also using religion uh, as well, using some of the religious evidence that you've learned to, to build your, your, your case as well. Um, because not all questions will appear as if they obviously require a religious answer. So, for instance... Um, I saw a question that was asking about crime and punishment, asking whether whether prison is effective at rehabilitating people. Mm -hmm. um, now, the danger is that that feels like a very general question that I could answer without referring to religion. Um, but it's a religious studies GCSE. Mm -hmm. So in building my evidence, I need to bring religion uh, into that evidence and, and one of the things that I'd look to do in when, when we do the masterclass is show you different answers at different levels and talk about why answers are, are better and, and, and how how to access those those top levels. Fantastic well I'm really looking forward to the masterclass and I'm hoping lots of people will be able to come because it's on the bank holiday the 3rd of January so everybody will be off school um, so um, we're doing it at three o'clock in the afternoon as well so hopefully that will fit in with any latter new year festivities that people are engaging in um, so yeah it's the 3rd of January at 3 p.m and if you'd like to join us for that um, there's a link beneath this video or beneath the um, audio recording if you're listening to the podcast 
So thank you, Chris, so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Um, and I hope people find it helpful. And I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lucy. Bye.